Welcome to the Innovative Teaching Podcast. Your hosts for today are Patricia Herrera and Jeanette Schaefer. We are your Center for Teaching and Learning at South Mountain Community College in Phoenix, Arizona. Our goal for the Innovative Teaching Podcast is to introduce new ideas and encourage you to think outside the box when it comes to teaching and learning. This week, we have an interesting topic. We are encouraging you to think like an influencer. If you don't know what an influencer is, an influencer, it's a person, typically social media, but not always, that they have the power to affect purchasing decisions of others, and it's because of their authority or their knowledge. This person has a following, and it's typically in a niche area, but they are very actively engaged with their audience. What we're looking at this week, there's many different types of influencers. There's celebrities, industry experts, thought leaders, bloggers and contents, and then micro-influencers. But we're taking the approach from a blogger and content creator, since a lot of us faculty, we create lots of contents. That's why people show up at our door and want want to take our courses. So we'll be approaching it from the perspective of what bloggers and content creators do in order to drive traffic to their blogs, to their podcast, and how we can incorporate some of those ideas into our courses to improve learning for our students. The first thing we'll look at is creating great content. A lot of times we get so busy that We just have content. We've never stepped back to evaluate, is this the best content I could really be putting out there for my students? In the blogging world, there are tons and tons of bloggers. So they have to create the best content in order to get subscribers and people to their blog to read their content. So we're taking a look at that. Are you putting out the best content in order to have students signing up for your courses over another faculty's course, or even courses at other institutions or offered online. If you've designed for online courses, you're familiar with this concept of chunking because you don't want big, long pages of text for a student to read. So seven to eight sentences, more than enough for one paragraph. There's also an entire strategy behind creating titles in the blogging world. If you haven't looked at the titles and the subheadings that you use for the content in your courses, you might want to reconsider because there's a whole strategy behind it. Everything from use the word you or your to make the title and the information sound more personable and inviting to the student. Don't forget to use power words like unusual, special, how-to, useful, rare, unique, excellence. These are all power words that will catch people and entice your students to go and read the content that you've actually created. You spend a lot of time creating that content. You want your students reading it. There's also a list of 180 plus words that was created by Carl Stepp if you want to know more of those power words that you could be using in your courses. There's even a limit. Typically, you don't want to use more than like six words in your titles and you want to keep it under about 57 characters. So those are just ways to have quick inviting titles that will engage your students and entice them in to read the content that you've created. In addition, there's graphics. Anytime you 
create content, we already know you don't want a whole page of text, so you want to incorporate graphics. But what you may not know, and what we can learn from the blogging world, that you want those graphics to include things like YouTube videos that you've created, or maybe another instructor created. Uh, it could be a graphic that you've tweeted out on your social media feed. And then infographics. Infographics are great, easy to share, and it's a way to give concepts really quickly to students. Now, if you don't do any of the social media like YouTube, Twitter, or uh, infographics, Instagram, anything of that nature, you may want to consider it because this is a great way to start building up an audience, a following, and to increase the enrollment into your courses. Always worth considering. It does take time, so it's not something you're going to do all at once. You just, you know, start start building, start doing it, and before you know, you have a huge audience and following. Another thing we can take away from social media influencers is be consistent. When it comes to your courses, students like consistency as for each week. So each week, you know, they have an assignment, they have a reading, they have a quiz. You want to be the same way with your content when you create your content. Have it the same every week so they know what to expect and have it delivered at the same time each week. That way they know exactly when to show up and when the content will be ready for them to consume it. How many of you spend time promoting your content? It may sound a little bit weird, but in the blogging world, you have to constantly promote your stuff or people are not going to come to your site and subscribe and read. Well, with your course, you can do the same thing. A lot of, it, a lot of us use learning management systems and you have the announcements. Announcements where you can constantly encourage or entice students to engage deeper into the, the great content that you've created. So constantly driving students back. Hey, how about this? Hey, if you had problems with this, here's a, here's a nice article or tutorial on how to do this. Here's an infographic that can reinforce that. So don't sell yourself short. Make sure you're promoting. Along with promoting, you can use social media. So if you're doing Twitter, Instagram, or anything, it's another way to reinforce the content that you're sharing with students, encourage conversations with them. Plus, it puts it to the outside world, which may drive more traffic and enrollment into your course. As always, you want to engage with your audience. Bloggers and social media influencers really, really understand the importance of engaging with their audience because if they don't have an audience, they don't have a following, they're not making money. Fortunately, with a lot of us, we do have an institution that's marketing and driving foot traffic into our classes. But what if you were actually engaging with your audience through social media and engaging people outside of the institution, which would then drive enrollment, increase enrollment in your courses. So you can't go wrong. You create that community and collaboration for your students along with building your following. You always want to collaborate. One thing that influencers do is they like to collaborate with each other, and this drives the audience for both. But if you think about it from your perspective as a faculty and your students, why not collaborate with another faculty member from a different institution or from the field? Because it provides your students the opportunity to gain information and experiences that they would not otherwise get. In addition, it grows your audience, your influence in the field of where you're 
instructing. In some ways you might do this, you could have a guest speaker in the classroom, you could do interviews, so you could go interview another faculty member, you could do a live stream of what that instructor and their students are doing in another class, and then that way you're interacting back and forth and learning from each other. How many of us look at the data? I know with LMSs, some of them still lack with the amount of data you can look at, but a lot of times, do you go back and look at the content that is engaging students? I know one thing with Canvas, the way we have Canvas set up right now, it's so aggravating because I can't look at the page views of content to see what students are engaging in, what they're reading, what they're not reading. Yeah, because we have basic analytics, but it's very limited and we can't, we can't see very much. So there's another component to Canvas that our district's working on implementing or turning on so that we have access. So I'm hopeful that will let us see page views and we can really look at the content that our students are engaging in or not engaging in. And I know this is one thing that faculty don't always think to do. Some faculty are wonderful at and then others it never even crosses their mind. But ask your audience what they want to see more of. So when they take your courses, what are they enjoying? What do they like? What do they wish they had more of? What do they want to see more of? This, this keeps your audience engaged and keeps them coming back. So it's always a good strategy. Of course, in the blogging and social influencer world, if you don't do that, you lose your audience. You have no income. So it's very, very important. We had Travis May last week where he was talking about storytelling. That's always another component is tell interesting stories. So when you're actually designing the content, delivering the content, Make sure you're involving interesting stories to engage your students. And then finally, I mentioned this already, but you really should consider having a social presence, whether it's Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, blogging, podcasting, whatever your thing is, you should consider doing that because that's always going to grow your audience, grow your influence, and drive enrollment into your courses. Now, another thing we're doing, Patricia's going to talk to, share with you um, another component we've picked up from the blogging world that we're kind of experimenting and trying out. So we'll let Patricia take it away. So our goal is to help faculty spend 20 minutes a day for 14 days to get their courses prepared for universal design practices, um, to get their courses ready, with their course syllabus, with their modules, with their files. Um, so they could engage all of their students and be ready for first day, and that's going to promote student success, student engagement, and retention. Um, during our 14-day challenges, um, we're going to be exposing them to different information about instructional design, quality matters, outcomes, what items they need to be included in syllabus, how to use the learning management system, because we always forget how to use it, especially with Canvas that gets updated every three weeks. I'm even learning with our faculty the new changes that come up. <laughs> so it's always good to keep up to date. What do you all think? We, we've really gotten into the blogging, the social influence, and how that really impacts how those people make money. And the, the whole concept behind it is driving traffic to your content. When I put on the lens for faculty, it's like, why don't we do the same thing? Why are we not striving to provide the best content and to really engage our students, which is our audience, and to drive them to take more courses in our area? We thank you very much for joining us today. We hope you're able to put on that social influencer lens and just look at your courses from a different perspective. Please subscribe to our podcast 
And please rate our podcast. And if you don't mind, include suggestions for future podcast topics. We have tons, but we'd love to know what you guys would like to learn about and hear about. We will see you next Tuesday for our Quick Tip Tuesday podcast. Bye.